More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. A physical production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, held back. Is something or someone making it hard for you to meet your needs or make a change? Let us help you move forward. Give us a call. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and Lisa will be joining us in just a moment. We had an electrician show up right when the show started. You know how that goes. Life continues, even though we have stuff to do. (laughs) But we are taking your calls today about meeting goals and overcoming the obstacles that we all face when we are trying to change something in our lives or relationships. So are you feeling held back in some way? That's the title of the show, Held Back. Is someone or something making it hard for you to meet your needs or make a change? We are here to help. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're struggling to make some change in your life or relationships, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a personal change that you're looking to make, a, a habit you're hoping to overcome, a change in your relationship in some way. There's a problem that is getting in the way of you being as close to this person as you'd like to be, or overcoming that conflict that you're facing with that person, or there just needs to be some change in the way you relate to each other so that you can actually enjoy each other's company more. doesn't matter whether it's a marriage, a a parent-child relationship uh, or a f- relationship between friends, whatever the situation is, if, we're, if there's some change that you want to make in some area of your life or relationships and something or someone is standing in your way, undermining you or discouraging you or causing you to feel like you're never going to overcome those obstacles, we are here to help you break through those barriers to success. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk through what it takes to make change successfully. Because the reality is, you know, every day we are confronted with the need to make changes in some way. Right? There are always some ways to. Uh, some some things that we would like to change or need to change. Sometimes change is thrust upon us. And in all of those circumstances, it can be difficult to know what the next steps are, especially when we run into obstacles. And as Christians, 
very often what happens when we confront those obstacles is that we feel like, well, God must be saying he doesn't want us to make that change. He just wants us to keep doing what, what we've been doing. Um, but that's not really true. You know, we have this idea that, that if we are supposed to do the thing, whatever the thing is, um, then God would roll out the red carpet or we'd at least feel a peace about it. But that's not always true either. You know, sometimes uh, you know, there is a good change that needs to be made, and God is calling us to make that change, but it doesn't feel good because the people involved in making that change happen are pushing back, or we're running into obstacles, or we're bumping up against our own comfort zone and struggling to make that change in some way. Um, and then we start wondering, well, you know, should I just settle? <laughs> should I just stop trying? You know, maybe this is maybe this is the cross that God's asking me to accept, and I just have to put up with the thing. But that's not the case at all. You know, we we know that a change is good if it is leading us toward greater meaningfulness, intimacy, or virtue. Is if I made this change, would it allow me to use my gifts to be a more uh, to, to, to make a positive difference in my circumstances, to be a more empowered person, to feel like I was capable of making positive changes in some way. If I, was, if I made this change, would it enable me to have stronger, healthier relationships? If I made this change, would it help me grow in virtue in some way? If, if, the, if, our, if our desire passes that meaningfulness, intimacy, or virtue test, and if we're taking it to prayer, then nine times out of ten, God does indeed want us to make that change, and sometimes stuff gets in the way. Whether that's people or circumstances, it can be difficult to know how to get past those obstacles, and we are here to help at 877-573-7825. Give us a call. Let us help you overcome those challenges that are holding you back from making changes in your life or relationships. 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections when he was the Pope about creation, salvation history, the Gospels, and he showed how those things point to a more abundant life and have us live healthier, holier relationships. Now, our natural tendency is to allow ourselves to be limited or even defined by the obstacles we see in our path. How many of us do that, even if it's just in our head? The theology of the body, though, reminds us to think of the big picture. In the face of an obstacle, instead of giving up, which Satan really wants us to do, the Christian's job is to ask, how does God want me to respond to this? Instead of just assuming that the obstacle represents the natural limits of what we can accomplish, the theology of the body invites us to prayerfully reflect on what God wants to make of this situation by allowing him to work through us. The theology of the body reminds us that we live in tension between what it calls historical man, uh, which is how we were created to be, an eschatological man, a new <laughs> superhero a in the MCU in universe. No, it's it's not. No, it's a eschatological man. Basically, that just means that we're caught between what is and how uh, 
how God is working to make all things new in Christ. So obviously there's a lot of stuff that stands between how the world works now and how God intends for it to work. And that's why we Christians have to learn to see obstacles as opportunities for God's power to be revealed as we allow him to work in us, through us, and with us. And look, no, we can't accomplish any of this on our own. And sure, there are some goals that probably won't be accomplished in this lifetime. But having this more eschatological, or to put it another way, spiritually solution-focused mindset, allows us to imagine possibilities in the face of those obstacles. It allows us to hope for more than what the broken world and our own brokenness allows us to imagine. Well, let's just, you know, break that down for a minute. The ability to imagine possibilities. I don't know about the rest of you, but I think I share this with you. Aren't there times where we all get to a point and we think, we've hit the dead end. We've hit, we have no where to go. We cannot figure out how to get out of whatever it is that is challenging us, that is making us feel like we'll never achieve those desires. We'll never achieve that goal. But when we lean into God himself, when we say, Lord, I am at my limit. I am too weak. I am too tired. I am too confused. I am just plain too dumb and sightless to figure this out myself. I need you. That releases all of that push-ahead energy, all that stuff that says, we have to do it, we have to do it, we have to prove ourselves to the world, to ourselves and to God. And it allows him to come in through his Holy Spirit and begin to break through with his light and show us other things to do. Sometimes he just delivers us in a major miracle. Other times he gives us that light unto our feet where we take one step with him at a time out of that situation and into something better. So let's help you do that today here on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father and the the Son, and and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you and we bring before you all the changes that we are trying to make in our lives and our relationships. First, Lord, we give them to you and we ask you to help us to know what changes you would have us make and to bless those that are from your will and to tell us those ones that you would not have us pursue. But Lord, in the face of the obstacles we encounter as we are trying to make those changes that you have blessed, help us to be confident in your grace. Even when the red carpet hasn't rolled out and with the doors stay closed to some degree or we run up against our own limitations or fears, help us to trust in your grace and to know that we can accomplish all things when you are with us. Help us to face those goals and pursue all of those that enable us to lead more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous lives so that we can glorify you in all the changes that we make in our life and relationships and let your power be shown through us even in our weakness we ask all of this through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary and in the, in the name of the, the father, father the, the son and the holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen pope saint john paul the great pray for us today on more to life held back is the title of the show as we talk about those people or circumstances that are making it hard for us to meet our goals or uh, meet our needs or make a change. If there's a change that you're looking to make in your life or relationships and something is getting in your way, we want to help you overcome those obstacles, identify those next steps, 
gather your courage and resources and start moving down that road. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Candace, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Candace. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. I am... Well, as far as moving forward, I have felt stuck. Um, I am in a relationship that I have been in and out of, so to speak, for a while now. Um, And we have two children. Um, We did separate for a time. Um, And you shared with our screener that that you're not married, but but you had been living together at, at some point, but you're separated now? Yes. That's correct. Okay. Go um, on, please. Sorry to interrupt. No, that, and so um, during this so, <laughs> 10 year period, um, I we've always been close to God, but there was, you know, an awakening. And so I do not, uh, w- you know, dating in, and living together. Uh, so this way of life i don't really i don't want to do that anymore and i wanted to live and you know work towards marriage and now that Mm -hmm. we've gotten back together it's um i'm further along in the faith um than he is but he's been very um receptive and his faith is growing as well but i can there's you know um i'm worried that his secular view and kind of not being as patient um and he's he's trying to get to He's not seeing what we need to build um, and just seeing where, you know, he'd like us to be. And I don't know, A, I wonder if we're ever going to get there and if this is what God really wants because it's been, you know, we've had so many struggles throughout Mm -hmm. the time and clearly, you know, we've been together so long and we're still not yeah i mean so so kind of a kind of question of is this just inertia you know uh, or 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 is this really you you know something that god is calling you to right you know what i mean yeah so Uh, let me is that is that your question basically you know how do you how do you discern what those next steps would be yes okay so let me ask what kind of help are you getting in trying to discern that so for example are you i don't know if if you guys uh, are catholic and if so are you are, are, are you are you going through like rcia or something or are you talking with the pastor are you in counseling kind of what 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 sort of help are you getting to discern this so uh we went to our priest i did want to since we are so far along um it was suggested that we go through a marriage prep um mm-hmm. even though I wasn't quite there, but just to kind of, you know, go through it mm-hmm. and to help us get that sort of counseling. Um, we we took a test that they give the yeah. people, um, but the counseling wasn't really wasn't really counseling. Um, so we no, tried. no, it's, it's just, just it's just, just preparation. It's marriage, yeah, marriage preparation. Yeah. Right. Gives sure. you things to talk about and and think about, but doesn't really counsel you through it. Yeah. So, so are you still going through that process, that. or did you finish that? Um, we did. Stop. Um, it didn't quite finish, um, but we were in it for a year. Um, it was difficult. Our priest was busy a lot. It was difficult to get him. But and then we did start counseling. Um, and this guy, I mean, I felt like I knew more. It's hard to get a good counselor. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so, so let, let let me just give you some general principles on on you know to kind of take to prayer and then suggest some other resources that that might help clarify some things for you. Um, so. 
in general, and, and this applies to friendships as well as romantic relationships, you, you, you know, as a Christian, we know that a relationship is healthy to the degree that when we're with this person, we feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we, we feel more empowered, if you will, to pursue to live our values, to to be the people that God is calling us to be, to pursue our, our hopes, our dreams, our goals. You know, I, in a healthy relationship, when I'm with you, I should feel more committed to my values and to my beliefs and my goals and my dreams and all the things that I feel like God is calling me to be when I'm with you than when I'm without you, right? There's something about you being in my life that, that, that motivates me, that challenges me to be more faithful to those things that I hold dear. I shouldn't feel like I'm, I'm I'm either dragging you along, or or that I'm having to apologize in any way, or be hesitant in any way to live those things out. And that's that's true of my friendships, and it's especially true of any romantic relationship I might have. That the you know that the healthier that relationship is, the more I feel that when I'm with you, I am motivated to live out my faith, my values, my hopes, my dreams, my goals, everything that God is calling me to be, than when I'm even without you. Right? So that's number one. And you want to take that to prayer. You know, the more you spend time with this person, you know, do you feel like you know, you're being inspired to grow and, and, and challenged to be more the person that you're called to be? Or do you feel like you're having to constantly apologize for that or be hesitant about it or being held back in some way? And remember, that's especially in the light is shining in your faith, the virtues that you want to live by, the person you want to be in terms of reflecting who God created you to be. That doesn't mean like, oh, when I'm with this person, I want to go out and make a million dollars. If that's part of who God created you to be, there might be virtues behind that to do that. But it's all about are you interiorly, in your soul, in your spirit, in who you are living yourself to be, do you feel more encouraged because you're with that person? All right, so that's number one. You want to take that question to prayer and really reflect hard on that. Um, secondly, it's going to be important to get skills, right? You know, you, you, well, a lot of times couples, they, they kinda, they're on again and they're off again based on feelings. They want to make it work, but they don't feel like they've got, got what it takes to make it work. You know, so they try to, try to, do, you know, they try to re-engage with each other, and then uh, and the same old problems kind of come up. So you were saying you were having a hard time finding a counselor, but I do want to encourage you to either find a good marriage and family counselor in your area, or work with a good pastoral counselor. I mean, our whole team is here to help you. If you like, you can reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about our pastoral telecounseling practice. Um, but but y- you need skills in order to know whether you can make that work or not, right? So that that's going to be a really important thing. And the other piece, I'm going to encourage you to get back in, in that process with your pastor and either go through that marriage prep or go through RCIA, do both. You know, even if you're Catholic, going through RCIA at this point really facilitates deeper conversion. RCIA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, and basically what that means is, you know, it's for people coming into the church. But but even Catholics who have been sort of on the periphery of the church for a while, especially in the way that they've been living, it's good. It's good to go through that process to really discern what it means to live as a as a faithful Christian disciple. Uh, and what are you called to? And I'll tell you, if, if you go through those two things and you find that it's difficult and you're not able to make it through and not able to finish it, that, that may very well mean that you're not called to be together. Because what's happening in that whole process is that you're learning stuff that's challenging your relationship and, and, and really clarifying for you what a godly relationship should look like and whether you guys are capable of doing that or not. Now, the last thing I have to add to this is if you're not already doing so and it sounds like you may be, make sure you're living a chaste life. 
don't be sleeping together. Don't be doing anything that you should be doing only in the bounds of marriage. Not because, you know, God's shaking a big finger at you and saying, this is wrong. It's because it is something so sacred and so pure that when we do that outside of marriage, even when we've created a family, we cloud our minds, we cloud our thinking, and we we bring in things that don't allow us to see clearly or live clearly those virtues that we want to be heading toward. We have to go to break. So the last things I'll leave you with um, are our two books, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, and How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Both talk about what a Catholic relationship really looks like and how you can begin to evaluate your relationship in light of that. Again, those two titles, For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, and how to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Both of those are available at catholiccounselors.com as well as information about our telecounseling practice. Candace, if, we, if you'd like to see if we can help you further with that. Thanks so much for the call. With that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about the changes you're trying to make in your life or relationships and the obstacles that you're either encountering on your own or that other people are putting up. Stick around for your calls and more with our guest, Tim Muldoon. He'll be sharing some insights from our spiritual tradition in overcoming those obstacles. Stick around. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I come from the other side of the tracks, see? My uncle used to have slot machines. Put one nickel in and it's emptied. And I brought him home in a bag, and my mother looked at me. Where did you get all that money? I said, I won him. You didn't win him. He fixed the machine. I didn't care if he fixed the machine or not, you know? EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back. You're listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. Today's show is titled Held Back as we talk about those things that make it hard for us to meet our needs or make a change. Whether we're talking about a particular person that's getting in the way of a change we'd like to make or an obstacle that we're having a hard time overcoming change is challenging so give us a call at 877-573-7825 we'll help you break through those barriers identify those next steps 
and find the way toward success. Joining us right now, Tim Muldoon. He is a philosophy professor at Boston College, and together with his wife, Sue, he's the author of several books, including Against the Grain, Living Against the Grain, excuse me, which is a book about discerning what God wants us to do. Hey, Tim, welcome to More to Life. Good morning, Greg. How you doing? Doing all right. Thank you. And you wanted to share a little bit from our spiritual tradition about meeting goals and overcoming obstacles. Yeah, I, I'm really struck by this topic. And what immediately came to mind when I was thinking about it is the examples of the saints and uh, just the idea that they are so often, you know, not completely in control or understanding what the future is going to hold. And I'm thinking specifically of uh, some words by St. Oscar Romero of El Salvador, who uh, gave this great phrase that we're prophets of a future, not our own. So the idea that, you know, maybe we don't see immediately before us what the good is that God is, is trying to unfold in our lives. And of course, we want results. We want to see, you know, what exactly is, is, is the good that's happening. Um, but the long view uh, very often is, is, you know, such that we don't get to automatically see it right away and, and, and know, you know, have that reassurance that, yes, everything that we're doing is, is producing obvious and immediate results. So I'm just struck by that, that idea of, you know, leaning into prayer and, um, and, and just praying for the grace to, to know that even in the midst of difficulty, uh, difficult discernment, that what we're doing is faithful and is part of God's greater project in the world. Well, Tim, let me ask you a question, because I think a lot of people think that if, if, if God wants me to make this change, then it should just kind of happen, right? I should uh, At least I should feel a peace about it. But that's not always true. Sometimes we don't feel peaceful about changes God wants us to make, and sometimes there are obstacles that have to be overcome. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, you, you've certainly uh, spoken and written about this uh, in the past as well. I mean, discernment is, is very mindful of the reality that, that sometimes our hearts or our minds are really not in the right place. I mean, can it happen, I ask rhetorically, that God asks us mm. to do something that we don't want to do? And, and the answer is, well, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking about the rich young man in the story of the Gospels, that Jesus says, hey, do all these things, um, you know, give up your uh, wealth and come and follow me. And he goes away dejected. He did not want to hear that. You know, and, and there are many examples. Uh, we can, again, point to stories of the saints. They, they you know, they're, they're confronted with something hard, and, and certainly that happens in our lives as well. God tells us something that we don't want to hear, and, and that can cause enormous disquiet. So to, to conceive of our lives of prayer or the spiritual life as, as about, you know, kind of getting nice, comforting messages from God is really to misconstrue uh, the goodness that God is calling us to in the big picture. Tim, thanks so much for being with us. Always a pleasure to talk with you. And again, your book, Living Against the Grain, it's all about discerning what God is calling us to, especially when we're facing challenges. Check it out. Folks, we're taking your calls right now on our show titled Held Back as we talk about overcoming those obstacles, the changes you're trying to make in your life or relationships. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. The binary choice between life and death is the engine that drives the entire story of human history. It's there in the garden where Adam and Eve made the wrong choice. It's there in the days of Cain and Abel, when they have to choose between right and wrong worship. It's there with Joshua in chapter 24, where he says, choose this day whom you will serve. And the binary choice is there with King David, when Bathsheba catches his eye. It's there in Proverbs 14:12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And it's there in Jesus' teaching, will you build on the rock 
we build on sand. And when we talk about imitating Christ, we mean that we want to be like Jesus, who always makes the right choice, choosing God above created things. He chooses life, and for those who follow him, he promises abundant life, even eternal life. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the president of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. St. John Bosco is an important saint for Catholic families. Although he wasn't a parent, he was renowned for being a compassionate Christian teacher and the founder of a religious order dedicated to helping and educating children. At the time, people believed that children were little better than animals who responded only to physical punishment and harsh correction. One day in prayer, St. John Bosco received a heavenly vision where the Blessed Mother told him that children should be corrected not with blows, but with sweetness and charity. Deeply moved by this vision, Bosco developed an approach to discipline he called the preventive system in contrast to what he considered to be the heavy-handed, repressive system of his day. He taught his followers that even the most willful, defiant children would offer their heartfelt obedience if they were treated with love and respect. And not only did his approach work, but it raised a saint. His student, St. Dominic Savio, is often called the first fruit of the preventive system. To learn more about St. John Bosco and his preventive system, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit CatholicHOM.com. Folks, you are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled Held Back, as we talk about those things or people that make it hard for us to meet our needs or make the changes we're looking to make in our life or relationships. Are you struggling to make a change in your life or relationships? Is there someone or something standing in the way of your desire to make that change or achieve that goal? Maybe someone's undermining you or discouraging you, or you're running into obstacles or resistance. Let us help you break through those barriers to success. Give us a call at 877 573 Let's talk now with Cricket, who's listening to EWTN in South Carolina. Hi, Cricket. Welcome to More to Life. Thank you. I'm glad to be on. Sure. What's um, up? I have a question. I have a question. Can you hear me okay? 
We can. Good. Okay. Um, we have a larger family, and my husband and I are both teachers, and we've just hit summer starting, and so we're excited about ha- and have grand plans. <laughs> However, we're running into some obstacles as we're trying to uh, implement these grand plans, and this happens a lot with our summer. So I, I, I think you, you could see, all right, there's a little bit of a pattern here. And right now, one of the... Uh, challenges is our youngest child who's 13 is very we we, we made the choice to give him a cell phone and I have regretted it although it was good for his socialization because he's the youngest and his next closest sibling who just turned 18 has a very set of serious health problems Mm. which have made her to be as much of the friend that she used to be to this youngest sure plus there is an age gap there so you know that's a thing so you chose to have the phone what's your concern well the concern is we had this plan um that he was only going to be on electronics two hours a day we typed it up we put it in glass and our den and we have all of our um you know computers are supposed to be in the same room we just try to keep computers there and my son my, my husband put covenant eyes on my son's phone, but my son, it's just, it seems like we just haven't been disciplining him enough. And what we're concerned about is he's a really bright kid. He doesn't want to read anymore. And he's very capable of doing well and reading. He's basically on that phone most of the day. And I just, we have, my husband and I have both talked privately and we said, yes, we're going to make a stricter rule for the summer because we're not following, he's not following the rules that we have written down. Um, well, let, me ask, let, me ask, let, me, let me jump in here for, for a quick second here, Cricket. So, so, so um, in terms of if he got off the phone, what, what would he do? Because that, that's the big question. It's not, never really the question of, you know, what would you get out with the kid? Like, but as a family, do you guys have, you know, things that you're doing together that he could participate in, you know, if he was off the phone, or was it just a matter of if he put off the phone, then he'd just sort of be bumping around the house trying to figure out what else to do with himself? He says he's, and and part of this is related to our our daughter. Our daughter developed some very serious illnesses in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so part of what happened was our whole family spun into, like, just survival mode. She wasn't able to walk. You take her down to major medical uh, place. It's just been tough. And so Sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. Out, yeah. Yeah. It's, she's able to walk again, but she lives with severe pain and she has basically three hours and then has to rest for three hours. And so she's, which has been a very difficult and, and mm-hmm. challenging situation for the whole family. So what I'm hearing you say is that the phone has come in and done a few things. One, it gives him something to do. Another, it keeps yep. him quiet enough and busy enough that he doesn't feel like he's intruding on all the work that you have to do and worry that you have for his sister. It's probably giving him a lot of a sense of a relationship, whether he's you know playing games just with the computer itself or he's talking to friends from school or whatever that is. It's giving him connection. And the problem with any time our kids are online in any way, shape, or form is that it gives them connection 
And if we can't provide that connection, instead of just saying, oh, just get off the phone, they're at sixes right. and sevens. They don't know what to do. So, I, I, you know, I think, I think Cricket, the, 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 the issue here isn't so much putting more limits on the phone. It's, it's, it's both discipling him on how to use the phone appropriately um, and um, also kind of setting up structures that enable him to do the things that you feel like he needs to do first. So, for instance, you know, if, if you took away the phone or you just restricted it, that wouldn't necessarily mean he would start reading automatically, mm-hmm. right? But, but if you said, look, every day before you get on the phone, I need you to, you know, spend a little bit of time reading. What are you, what, let's, let's pick out a book, right? Um, what are you going to read next? Well, and I don't want to read. I will say it is very uh, difficult to find good, healthy, wholesome books for kids right now in this particular climate. So but, but you, you want but, to guide that. But you find that together, right? And, and you say, but, but I don't want to read. It's like, well, honey, I, I'm not really asking if you want to. I'm saying that, you know, you, you've been a reader in the past, and I really want to encourage that. And if you want to get your phone, you're going to have to spend at least X One number, chapter, you know, something. You know, something, a day reading, and then, and then you can have your phone. You know, uh, you, to be able to say, look, there are certain things that I need to see you having done before I can give you your phone back for that day or whatever. And then you can, you know, so, so creating those structures that support his ability to do the things that you feel like are missing. Um, and then also, you know, not so much being afraid of him being on the phone, but really kind of treating the phone. Well, so I'll give you an example. You know, we, we have this sort of, I won't say it's a rule so much as it is a, a, a policy or a way of kind of being. Just a way of being, yeah. We, we, kind of, we, we, we sort of have this idea that, that if you're on your phone, that person that you're talking to is in our house. Uh, and so they're just part of the conversation, right? It's not like, show me, what's, show me your phone or tell me what's going on. It's, it's, oh, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? What are you, and it's part of the conversation, you know. Um, and, and It's actually a way that we get to know our kids' friends better because they're having conversations about what they're going through in their lives. And then we say to our kids, hey, how are they doing? You know, what are we, what are we praying for for them today? Oh, that's successes. That's great. Oh, you know, they're really struggling with this. Well, let's make sure we're praying for them. And then, okay, it's time for dinner, so we need to put our phones away. Or, you know, so it's, it's about... It's about good phone stewardship, but, yeah, you know, that's a good uh, word and, and, for it. and teaching our kids how to use these devices right in an appropriate way. Because the more we just say "Don't use it," uh, the more we're we're making ourselves irrelevant. Because it be and, and and because they need to come to us, we need to kind of show them that we are the people that have the ability to teach them how to use the, this technology in a way that is godly and upbuilding. And if we just say "Don't use it," then they're learning how to to manage their technology from the world and not from us and it leaves a giant hole you know if we're teaching them how to use it in a wholesome successful way that builds relationship gives them something to do even teaches them skills you know they're on their phone but they're learning you know art or they're learning something from something online or they're having some kind of wholesome fun that's great but if we just say get off your phone and we are utterly unavailable to them because of a crisis or because of something else going in our lives we leave this giant hole and somebody's going to step in somehow and fill it. And we don't want that to happen. So even when we're going through something as extreme as, as you're going through, where you're saying, you know, the whole family's been on survival mode. Well, first of all, give yourself that and realize that over time you can begin to take that back little by little and do that intentionally. So the conversation you and your husband can be having is how do we start stepping into more than survival mode? Can we schedule, I don't know how bad it is in your house right now, can we schedule one family meal a week? 
can we schedule one game night where we're even playing something for 15 minutes together? Can we start doing things that will allow us to be more of a family as our daughter has these, you know, three hours that she can do something? Or when she's resting, can we do something with our 13-year-old or the rest of the kids that might be still around? But planning that rather than just if we frame the rules, he's got to obey them because it's not meeting the needs he has. He's scared. You've got to remember how scared he is with his sister going through all this. He's got a lot of questions, and every 13-year-old boy is lonely. He's lonelier because the whole family is in survival mode. So rather than just address the phone, really work on stewardship with it, and where do you start to build connection again? Yeah, because you know the phrase, uh, the old saw, nature, uh, nature abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Well, technology does too. Uh, if, if there's nothing else, there, there's no other structure that's giving him some other things to do with you guys, then technology is going to fill that hole. And, and no, no matter what rules you put up, it, it's not going to it's not going to make a hill of beans worth a difference because uh, we, as just human beings, need structure and guidance for how to fill our day appropriately. If you just take it away, he's not necessarily going to find anything else better to do. No, and and I'll tell you what does love a vacuum. Satan loves a vacuum. You leave somebody, anybody, without relationship, which is what what happens when we go into survival mode as a family. Something else is going to come in to fill it. Way before phones, kids were getting into bad situations because whenever there was that vacuum, Satan would step in in one form or another and say, this is how you can feel connected to something, whether it was illicit magazines or bad kids on the street corner or whatever that was. The antidote to any kind of problem with technology or something else is always more relationship with mom and dad and whatever family members are available so that's what you and your husband have to start praying about all right cricket thanks so much for the call i hope that this gives you some direction you know we do talk more about this uh, every day on uh, the catholic home app it stands for households on mission and what it is is it's a community of catholic families like yours that get together every day and talk about the living what we call the liturgy of domestic church life. You know, how do we create a healthy, holy, godly household in today's world? Uh, are my whole team of pastoral counselors as part of that app, interacting with families, answering questions, giving support, providing resources? Uh, there's just a lot of great stuff that you'll find there if you're interested. Become a subscribing member of Catholic Home by going to catholichom.com or downloading it from your uh, either Apple or, or Google Play Store uh, and signing up for a, a, a subscription to Catholic Home. Check it out. I think you'll be really pleased with the support you can get there and for th- these kinds of questions. And I think it really will, between the, the pastoral counselors there and the community that's growing, many of whom have gone through things like you're going through with your daughter, you're going to find support to say, all right, what do we do? You know, What do we do in the midst of the fact that this is still a crisis, but what do we do to get our family back now that there's a little bit of breathing space? How do we do this? All right. Thanks so much for the call, Cricket. And as we head out to our break, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family, All Saints Catholic Parish in Stanley, Boyd, and Cadott, Wisconsin, are celebrating their eighth year with us. Congratulations, Deacon Ned Wilkham, Father William Felix, and everybody at WASB and your friends at EWTN. And remember, folks, support your local Catholic radio station. As we head out to the break, it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Philippians 3, verse 14. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
I think this is so important. We can't do all things. We can't do anything. We are completely helpless unless we tap into the strength of God, get his direction from where, for where we're going, ask him to clear the way ahead of us, ask him to give us the strength step by step to do what he's asking us to do and discern with him. What are you asking me to do, Lord? And what am I taking on myself that I shouldn't be doing? He will be there for us when we ask him to be our strength. With that, we have to head to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about making changes in your life or relationships, especially in those times when you're feeling held back by somebody in your life or you're running into an obstacle that's making it difficult to make that change, meet that need, or achieve that goal. We are here to help. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. More to Life will be back with your calls about helping you overcome those times when you feel held back in the face of the changes you'd like to make in your life or relationships. Once again, the number 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue in just a minute. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health-sharing option. Curo's Christ-centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. The church isn't saying throw out the baby with the bathwater. Throw out all the media. Don't use the media. What the Pope is saying that make sure that what you are doing is enabling yourself and others to encounter Christ more deeply. And you can't do that unless you reach out. You have to reach out to God first. You have to encounter him in the Eucharist, in that personal relationship. And then you pray, you reflect, and then you go. In my book, Beyond Sunday, Becoming a 24-7 Catholic, I talk about the three M's of faith, meeting, mercy, and mission. You meet and encounter Christ. You enter into a personal relationship with him. He gives you mercy. And then what do you do? You just sit there and say, oh, thanks, Jesus. See you later. No, you go out on mission exactly as the woman at the well did. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today we're talking about achieving goals and making changes in our show titled Held Back. Is something or someone making it hard for you to meet your needs or make a change 
We want to help you move forward. Give us a call and tell us, are you struggling to make some change in your life or relationships? Maybe there's someone or something standing in the way of your desire to make a change or achieve a goal or someone is undermining you or discouraging you or you're running into obstacles or resistance. Let's talk through what it takes to break through those barriers and pursue the goals that God is calling you toward. 877-573-7825. Well, we want to address a question from Carolyn, who is listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Her connection wasn't great, and then it just failed as we were going to bring her on. But the question's an important one, and I think one a lot of us can relate to, so we want to address it. She said she's afraid of failing or even being successful at her job, running for a promotion and having those nagging feelings getting to her. Don't we all have that from we time do. to time, uh, those nagging feelings? You know, and this is what Tim was talking about. You know, sometimes God will call us to things that, that, that challenge our comfort zone. You know, a, a big part of leading the Christian life is saying, you know, I, I, I want to get out, of, I want to step out of the boat. And, 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 and walk on this water. <laughs> but and what did Peter do? He we went, I can't do this. Club, 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 club. Right. And Jesus and, had to pull him out. You know, again, it kind of goes back to the whole idea that, well, if, if God wants me to do this thing, then I should feel peaceful about it. No. <laughs> A lot of the time, he's asking us to do things that challenge our comfort zone and do not make us feel peaceful at all. So how do we know whether it's God's will or not? Well, um, the test that I suggest in my book, um, the life God wants you to have, which is all about discernment, is the meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue test. You know, would pursuing this goal or making this change enable me to exhibit greater meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in my life? What does that mean? Meaningfulness refers to using my gifts and talents in some way that would enable me to make more of a positive difference in some situation. God always calls us to greater meaningfulness. He always wants us to use those gifts we've been given to, to bless others, to make a positive difference, to not keep our light under a bushel, right? Intimacy. We're all called to communion, right? And so God always challenges us to have make our relationships deeper, healthier, stronger, more godly. So with the change that I'm making, enable me to do that in some way. Uh, third, virtue. We're called to greater virtue in our lives. Um, and, and, you know, virtue isn't just about being nice, it's about being strong. It's about taking whatever life throws at me and being that godly, healthy, strong person in the face of this. So would this change enable me to be that? So if a change in any way pulls me toward a more meaningful, intimate, and or virtuous life than I'm living right now, then chances are pretty good that God is calling me to that. Now I want to keep praying about that and, and making sure that I'm bringing it back to God and saying, okay, Lord, you know, is it really true that pursuing this change would lead to a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life? And if not, well, then what would? What would you call me toward, Lord? But if, if that's, you know, if you're testing that through your prayer, Carolyn, then, then this change is something that God wants you to pursue. Now, he may not want you to pursue it because you're going to get it, that promotion. You know, maybe he wants you to pursue it because there are certain skills that you'll get or opportunities that will uh, come up or insights you'll get about yourself as you pursue it. So, I, you know, even if you don't get the promotion, pursuing it, assuming that it leads to greater meaningfulness, intimacy, or virtue, could take you to a different place that would open up other opportunities for you that God really does want you to take. But and th So that doesn't necessarily mean you know, as you're praying about it, well, God's going to guarantee that I get this or not. It's not about that. It's about the process. It's about God wants me to go through this process so that I can learn the next thing that he wants me to learn, to be open to the next opportunity he wants to give me, whatever and whenever that is. But please remember that when you look at those three virtues, you're looking at your whole life. So if you're saying, well, the job might lead me to these three things, but then I'm going to be neglecting 
such and such. I won't be able to, to pray as much. I won't be able to go to Mass on Sunday. I won't be with my kids. Whatever those things are, we have to take the wholeness of our life and ourselves into that discernment process. All right. Well, you know, I, I, we, we just have a couple of minutes and don't have time to take the call, but I'm going to address the question from Laura in Houston, who says she's in the process of becoming Catholic and her husband is having some apprehension because he'd need to get an annulment from his previous marriage. She says she's Christian already, so she doesn't know whether she should pursue becoming Catholic uh, for the sake of her husband. You know, Laura, the, in, in anything, we're called to follow God first. Right, our, our spouse is not our God. Our, our our relationships are not our God. God is God, and if as you pray about it, you feel that God is leading you in any direction, as, uh, then then you're called to follow that, and your spouse is called to support you in that. Now, let me talk about this because we understand his apprehension about seeking an annulment. Let's talk about what that means. The church asks people when we get married in the church to make certain promises that you don't necessarily make in other contexts, right? So, you know, say if you get married um, by a JP, right, or, you know, anybody, uh, you know, that's not a Catholic priest, you know, you're, 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 in most cases, kind of coming up with your own version of marriage. You're at least, you're saying, I'm going to share my stuff and I'm going to claim our kids and otherwise we're going to make up our own rules for what this marriage is supposed to be. But in Catholic marriage, what you're doing is you're promising to be each other's best hope for becoming everything God created you to be in this life, and helping each other get to heaven in the next. And we don't get to write our vows as Catholics because God, because when we, go to, when we go to get married in the Catholic Church, what we're saying is, look, I have feelings of love in my heart for this person, but I don't really know how to love them. Certainly not the way God wants me to love them. So I'm coming to this place because I believe that this place, this Catholic Church, has the best chance of teaching me how to love my spouse as God wants me to. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life in this school of love that is Catholic marriage, learning how to love the way God wants me to. And that's what I'm promising when I get married in the church. So um, when we say that if somebody needs to get an annulment, what we're saying there is that, that, that the church really wants to look at, you know, did that person make those promises to somebody else? Because if you're, if you're really called to be somebody else's best hope for becoming everything you were created to be in this life and get to heaven in the next, then, then that's a sacred duty that we owe to God. And so we have to discern with the church whether that is a call that we are still committed to or if that's a call that, 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 w- that was not what that was at the heart of that relationship. And so, you know, that's, that's what this is all about. Right, it's not about saying that um, you know some things that people think you know kids were illegitimate for that relationship, or somehow that relationship was meaningless. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means that that this person did, did this person make the promises that God asks us to make in a Catholic marriage to help each other become everything we were created to be in this life and get each other to heaven in the next. And if and, and if not, well then that's not the, that's not a Catholic, that's not a marriage as the Church defines it. And so they would be free to marry again. And so that's what the Church is really asking with this. So Laura, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't able to bring you on, um, but I, I, I had enough information to at least give you some basics here. But but in all things. You know, even when other people are, are opposed to it, if, if God is calling us to something, we're obliged to follow it. As Jesus said, do you think that I came to bring peace? You know, the time will come when it's brother against brother and, and uh, father against son. And, and, you know, it's all about we follow Christ first and foremost. And if your husband loves you and respects you, he'll have reasonable questions and he'll have reasonable concerns and you guys will work through them. 
Um, but but we have to follow God's call no matter what it is. I'm sorry that, that you're facing this struggle, but we, you, we're keeping you in our prayers. And there's more we can do to support you. Don't hesitate to call us back. We have a little more time. Thanks so much for the call, Laura. And with that, we have to go. But thank you so much for being with us. And if you'd like to learn more about how we can support you in making changes, come on over to CatholicCounselors.com. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.